Integrity. That's called courage. Free up your mind. Use your imagination. All you need to know is I'll get you there. Learning. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of. Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Our guests are our students. Opinionated, daring, and ridiculously smart. They ask tough questions about life and about learning. This podcast is by them and for them. Thank you so much, Inakshi and Indranir, for joining us for today's podcast. The theme is college admissions. And I think the topic of college comes up very often during high school. And it is at this time that a student is suddenly bombarded with a lot of questions like, what do you want from life? Um, which colleges are you planning to apply to in the future? What career are you planning to you know, pursue? Um, so while some students have it all figured out, uh, some feel lost and confused. and before they know it, they're struggling to meet deadlines and send applications and prepare for school exams, entrance exams, manage their extracurriculars, all to be able to get into a good college. And more often than not, uh, this entire process becomes very, very stressful and takes a toll on one's mental health. So today's episode will not only answer some of the questions a lot of students have regarding college admissions, but will also be about coping with the pressures of the entire process. So um, thank you so much for joining us. Today we have Indranil Basu as our student speaker. He is a poet, a writer, an actor, and student of class 12, he was the tribe leader of the theater tribe, the Thespians, at Open House and is currently a writer and visual team member at the Open Post. He's pretty opinionated on matters too and is now planning to set off for college. And our guest speaker for today is Inakshi Chatterjee, a senior of mine from school. She was from the passing out batch of 2020 Loretto House and is currently doing her bachelor's at the Technical University of Munich, Germany in management and technology. Thank you so much for joining us. I think we can begin. So my first question um, to you is, is it okay to just feel lost and not know what you want from life? Like, you know, a lot of times family members just ask you, Beta, what do you want to do in life? Like, what are you passionate about? Is it okay to not have an answer to that question? Hi, I'm assuming questions directed to me. Thank you, Vibha, for the question. I'm really happy to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, the short answer is definitely. Not everything uh, in life needs to be predestined. You don't have to have a very set idea. Um, I mean, I can tell you from experience that uh, the beginning of class 11 was uh, just maps of what I wanted to be um, all over my desk. So whenever I'd study, I'd be like, okay, I have to uh, keep these things in mind. And um, it didn't work, you know. It just uh, it just gives you unnecessary pressure and it kind of um, bottle caps your life um, and your potential to do things. Uh, as for family members, um, it's very complicated because you know every but every family has a different uh, dynamic. Um, 
I was very fortunate enough to have a family who was very supportive of whatever I wanted to do. Um, I come from a scientific background, but I'm the only commerce student. Um, and my parents were a little apprehensive, but they, they kind of like um, got on board and oh, I'm doing something I really like. But you know, if you are in the case where your parents are not very supportive and you know, they're, they're not very happy for what you are happy to do, it's fine. You know, um, when you do something you enjoy, uh, whether it be art or whether it be computer science or whatever it is, you know, as long as you're happy with it, your parents will kind of get on board in the long run. And, you know, um, it's disheartening, but you'll see that you get distracted because you're doing something you love. And uh, I think that's what matters in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because I am at a position where I sort of have an idea what I want to do, but I'm still not very sure and I don't want to be put in a position where I have to give them an answer, like, you know, a, a confident answer, but you know what, this is what I want from life. And sometimes I feel like when you do commit to something, then people just have a lot of expectations uh, from you. So. I don't want that to happen with me and I'd rather just say that, you know, I want to go with the flow. So, what do you have to say about this, Indriya? Um, so, uh, my stream is science right now and especially in my section, it's like literally all the toppers, everyone is extremely talented and intelligent and they literally had every single thing figured out from what I saw. So there's someone who wants to become an astrophysicist, there's someone who wants to do this and they're going around getting recommendation letters, they're giving all these tests and they're, you know, they've prepared for JE and NEET and everything and they've taken all the courses, they're so ready. And th that made me so scared because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Uh, especially because I love like artistic things, like I love poetry, writing, cinema. Uh, and all of that and then also I love science too but from a career perspective and I wanted to base what I would do at college based on what I wanted to do as a career I was very confused as to which path to choose because especially in India the college system is such that it's like it's very divided you know even with the national education policy coming in to get that implemented will take a long time so uh, so I had to choose between bio and computer. That was like my first very, very hard decision. I love both. I mean, why do I have to choose, right? But the thing with it is that even my teachers were like, okay, I can give you extra classes. You can do both if you want. But the classes were at the same, in the same period. The tests were coinciding. And so no matter what I did, I couldn't have both. And so I had to go with biology at the end because I knew I could do computer science by myself but I couldn't do that, that huge syllabus of bio uh, independently. I needed school guidance. And so that was my first like really big dilemma that I had when I started 11. And, and those like were my two options because if you take, the moment you take computer science, you're like everybody, oh, so he's like chosen engineering. And if you're bio, it's like, oh, he'll give need, he'll go into medical, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like one, it's just a choice between two subjects and the rest of your like career is decided. Is So I was so scared about that. And literally half of my class 11 was just spent 
thinking whether i want to change it back whether i want to go with it what should i do i bought all the computer books i was like okay i'll just do it at home and then i just that was a very like bad time for me but then i settled in and i was like okay let's just go with bio and i'll see what i can do with computer science and then i took a few internships and i kind of uh, got into both uh, together and i did learn what i had to learn and then when it uh, when college applications started you know uh, with the time came for those and i was thinking to myself that okay so even if i want to study engineering i don't have computer now i but i do have maths which really helped me so now i still have those options open and so this is like the first dilemma is your choice of subjects and how that will decide so if you you give up maths you a lot of options just close right there for colleges so i think that is something where we need to bring a little bit more flexibility in and then the second was arts versus science and um, again so at the end what i did is i applied to many colleges with a mixture of both of them so i applied for computer engineering and then i also applied for cinema studies and english and i did a combination of those so that i you know have my options open but so i am a us citizen and uh, i applied only to us colleges till now and so most of what my experience has been is that they have a very interdisciplinary approach most of the like uh, well established colleges and so even if you do something like computer science and something like probably painting or art history they like a lot of times you will have the option to have a like take one as a major one as a minor or to kind of find a double major or some way to incorporate both so that no matter how polarized your uh, interests are you manage to do everything and so that kind of was a very good solution to the way uh, we feel lost when we start off and it's very normal to feel a little lost right now we're just 17 18 like who knows right we know, we can't be decided right now Uh, and it's fine a lot of the uh, colleges also allow you to apply with an undeclared major so you're just applying to the college as whole and you can get to decide what exactly you want later so i feel that's something really helpful which kind of helps you be like okay i'll figure it out i have time right now i just need to make sure i do my best in what i'm doing that was a very long answer but yes <laughs> thank you no it was It was great. Okay, so you mentioned um, subject options and choices. So, uh, like, if you were to compare Indian education, like at the college level, uh, to uh, maybe an education that you know you receive abroad, what would you say is the biggest advantage of applying to colleges abroad? And you know, what is the difference? Is it really worth going um, to a foreign university? Okay, so uh, first of all, the reason I applied mostly to U.S. colleges is I'm already a citizen, and so that makes things much easier for me. That is, that would be my natural choice. But I've seen that a lot of Indian citizens also apply to foreign colleges uh, because they feel that going there will, you know, give them much better opportunity. Honestly, I think most of it is correct. Uh, even Indian colleges are great. but they are more catered towards your marks and your results uh the applications are drastically different you see uh for american college you see they they take personal essays 
they're very interested in a very holistic approach of you as a person so the institution is not like a factory it's more like they want you you want them and it's like you know uh, it's like they're trying to help each other out to make sure that you have the best best future whereas uh, indian colleges mostly i wouldn't say all obviously there are a lot of colleges that are really good and are taking a very interdisciplinary approach and holistic approach but most of them i'd say are very you know uh, like singular approach towards uh, students they look at them more as a statistic um and their admissions are generally solely based on their marks or entrance examination marks so that is the difference and uh, as to how much it pays off if you go to foreign university i think it really depends on what your major is what is the type of um a uh, college experience that you want so it really depends on that i think even if you stay in india and go to a good college here you will probably have a great future it's nothing like that and i definitely think that uh, you know if you are very informed and you know how to get a good college career out of an indian college then brain drain won't be necessary it just depends on you and your approach to college mostly and yeah i think that's that's um, very succinctly said um see i would like uh, to let you know that there are i mean the us is a wonderful option for higher studies it's very geared towards the students um but uh, i think i think students like now in our indian schools need to be aware that um the whole world is there you know there are colleges around the world who will you know they'll offer things that you wouldn't even think of you know um it's a very funny thing uh being going to a german university with uh you know with like you get to immerse yourself in the culture and uh, we actually have a beer distillery in our university so you know if you just don't feel like studying just go and make some beer you know um and it's really fun you know it's uh I think students I think they're just like societally like pressured into feeling that this college process is difficult and you know you have to go through this like stress otherwise it's not otherwise you know it's not a successful college application process I remember a lot of my uh, classmates in school they were as Indranil correctly pointed out just you know mapped and like everything is ready I have to take this IELTS exam I have to take my sixth SAT. I have to give this AP exam, and I, I got wrapped up in it completely. I wasn't even applying to uh, any US colleges, but I took AP exams, uh, stayed up all night studying for them, and then I just now I just have a certificate saying that I I did well in an AP exam, but it doesn't really have any value, and um, you know that is because it's very easy to get wrapped up. It's very easy, like you know you. you will feel like you know oh maybe i'm not doing enough i remember i gave my ielts exam because my friend was giving it not not because i thought i needed it um uh, my friend wanted some moral support so i went with her and uh it was good actually because i did need it for my college admissions but i didn't realize it then i just went because she was going um so yeah you know i i noticed a lot of my friends they started off um in one field and then they just went off to another field they started off like i had many classmates doing science and they wanted to be lawyers um 
and I, I just felt that it was unnecessary and you know when you that's when you over plan you know like I'm in a field of science but I want to keep my options open so I can just enter any field um, so I will not decide. and this cannot be um, healthy for anyone's um, mental stability or sanity for that matter you're constantly thinking about oh my god I just finished physics tuition for like four hours and then I have to do law uh, for another two hours and I have SAT practice and you know the fun thing is people make it sound like they're living the best life that you know I am so on top of things but you realize they're crumbling inside you know because it's not easy um, it's not nice you want to be a kid um, you want to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine on the weekends. You don't want to watch like um, the Khan Academy all the time and keep jamming things into your head that you will forget after the exam. That is kind of like a very interesting way of describing our entire um, study culture. Uh, learn and learn and then forget everything at the end of the exam. That is not preparing you for the future. That is preparing you to failure. When you put it in your head that I have to pass this exam, you automatically don't absorb anything you're studying, you know. And I was a, I was always a bit unconventional. Up until class 10, I didn't really care about my studies, you know. I was thinking, I'll just put it on the back burner, it'll be fine. And I did everything else except for studies. I was, I mean, as Vibha obviously knows, I wasn't everything. And I wasn't particularly known for my, for my academics. But then something changed. I jumped on the bandwagon of college preparation stress. And I said, you know what? I'm not gonna stop anything, but now I'm gonna start studying as well. And that's when everything spiraled. And uh, yeah, I had like a good number of breakdowns throughout the year. Um, they were very well hidden though, because you know, you have to keep up that uh, image that I am very um, organized. I have my life in check. I remember coming to a school with a planner uh, and it was this laminated file which I would keep scribbling on like if I had homework or something just to stay on top of things and I realized at the end I hated that laminated file so much I cut it up because I thought you know I am being ruled by this piece of paper you know I am dedicating my life my two years of my life to this um, and it was a very emotional ride um, and I realized that a lot of friendships break over this because you start seeing your friends as competitors. You start saying, oh, they're giving their SATs. I should also give them and I should score more than them, even though they have been preparing for longer than me. So you push and you push and then you're just like, you know, when you're, when you're done with it. I remember walking back from uh, the SAT center and I was just thinking, I don't even know why I gave my SATs. I don't need it, you know. Um, and it's really interesting, you know, because you go ahead and you see, um, like, it just, it's so easy to get swung, you know, by that, you know, motion of, uh, you, you're preparing for your future, and it sounds like a very nice thing, but it's not. Um, you should definitely prepare for your future in your own special way. Do it in a civilized manner, like, don't um, inhale your textbooks, because uh, it's not point. There's no point doing that. But I think a lot of a lot more students should enjoy their school life, you know, because you're you're being in charge of your own life now, you know. The way you actually prepare, nobody can tell you what to do. 
even if your parents are very overbearing they can't control how much your brain is absorbing so you get to choose what you absorb and how much of it and i think um kids need to realize that you know there's a huge world out there and every time i used to think that you know should i even go to college like i think of richard branson and i think of him as a 16 year old dropout with dyslexia and i'm like wow you know maybe it's profitable just not going but then i realized there's a lot more college that we don't know about it's not just about studying like i just entered college last year and it was awful because there's a pandemic and you know it was just horrifying i'm sure indrani would know it was it was mortifying because um i don't know german system so bureaucratic uh, we had to send documents and the dhl office was just open for an hour and i was think i just cried my way there and then back even though it's just next to my house and this poor dhl fellow had to be my therapist for 2 minutes and be like no no it's okay we'll send you documents it'll be fine um and i didn't even think about it you know and it was just it was um, yeah mortifying that's it it doesn't need to be mortifying though it doesn't have to be this strenuous overbearing scarsy for life kind of thing because i i can very confidently say i'm i'm pretty much scarred for life because yes it's awful in indian system your grades are all that matter it doesn't matter where you're coming from or um, how many things you actually enjoy if you're really talented if you're like this prodigal sitarist it doesn't matter because if you don't have the grades you're not getting into college at least the college that you want at least the college that sharma uncle will be proud of you know that one that uh, people really care about and it was it was awful you know because the the i mean it's a very personal experience this is not something that everyone will probably go through but i applied to many many indian colleges and i and i faced so many rejections and then afterwards after i got admission to my own university and i was like settled in i got calls from these universities saying would you like to attend and i said i no i would not like to attend why would i like to attend you rejected me the first time it's a huge blow to your ego you know when you get rejected by anything and i think kids need to remember and i'm i say kids but i mean just like a few years younger than me vibha obviously knows that i have a habit of calling the kids um it's it's not supposed to be this stressful just remember that you're a whole person and you're not defined by your college admission experience or which college you get into it doesn't matter in the in the long run in the biggest scheme of things it's just a dot in your entire life you can't go to uh, a like to a wedding and introduce yourself hello i graduated from this college would you like to be my friend because it, it won't work people will think you're a weirdo and you'll have to leave you know so stop putting so much of your energy behind getting to this one college or one university and getting heartbroken if you don't get in so i think i must have veered off topic but i have my point across no so yeah uh, i think you covered like quite a bit you know i had a few questions in mind but i think you just answered all of them <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to the next question um is there a right time to start your college research like you know 
if there is what is it what is it like you know should you start off right um, from the time you're in class 9 or is it too late when you enter into class 11 and that's when you sit to you know just do your college research and and just you know figure out which college you want to apply to so is there a right time to start that research yeah i would definitely say there's a right time but it's very um uh subjective it really depends on how well you know yourself like if you are in class 9 and you know what you want to do and you know you're comfortable with the idea and you really know what you want to do go ahead you know don't i mean it's it's fine you're stretching your uh, college research out over four years i'm sure you'll be very prepared by the time it's i mean by the time you're supposed to apply um So I mean if you're ready in class 9 you go ahead with it but if you're not if you really don't think that college is something you need to worry about immediately start when you're ready but I would definitely say you should start when you are in class 11 because if you're applying to the US you have to uh, consider the early application and, and the whole like you know early decision and everything it's very important because you would be really upset if you missed the deadline It's best to start in like early class 11 maybe even like you know immediately after your boards are done because you're deciding your stream and when you decide your stream you automatically think okay if i'm doing science i'd like to go to a uh, a university where i can uh, which is known for its science programs and i'd like to study there and that's that is really the best time to prepare but you know if you if you haven't it's not the end of the world you know if you're really really late the worst thing that you, the, the 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 most like extreme thing you can do is just take a gap here and that's a very normal thing you know i think uh you should definitely prepare if you know that you need time to research so as i said as in the beginning you should know yourself i knew myself by class 10 and i knew i need a little bit of time so i went in in the beginning of class 11 um and it went great you know Gave me enough time to space things out. You don't have to rush anything. So I would say class eleven, early class eleven would be good. What about you, Andrew? When did you start? I completely agree with you, Nakshi. It's uh, so uh, what happens is like class nine is the equivalent of US high school when it starts. So nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So basically, high school is definitely when you should start. Class nine is when. I say that you should kind of start picking up on what you kind of what are the subjects you're inclining towards and there are a lot of college programs for high school students so there are like summer programs at different colleges even in India so uh, you should definitely go to those because those kind of show that okay you're kind of preparing for college and you're kind of you know getting that into that mindset um and also that's probably the time where you should this is something I always recommend to my cousins is that subscribe to all the newsletters of all the colleges that you kind of are looking at but 11 is definitely the time where you're like okay now i have to really start searching so what you want to do is you need to kind of look at your top choices and this is something i think uh, americans always recommend is like a system of having a few top choices and then like a few middle choices which are like they're good colleges but not the best and then like a few colleges that are like in case i don't get anywhere i'll definitely get into so that's kind of how most people apply over there that's something i also used 
but so what happens in 11 is that it's not just about choosing the college or looking at a college application it's also about preparing for the SATs or whatever competitive exam you have to give whether it's a JE neat whatever it is or if it's just the boards at the class 12 boards so that 11 is when that two year arc of preparing starts right so you mm-hmm. need to start preparing for those uh, 11 what i did is i 11 was like a gap year except i actually went to school i should have like taken a year off or something 11 was a very turbulent year for me i like there was so many new things happening and uh, it's such a drastic shift even academically from 10 I was like what on earth is happening how am i supposed to adjust to this like just one year back the syllabus was so different it was so manageable and as in actually like i'm like completely opposite of what she had done is i was very academically rigorous till then and i was like i'm going to you know i'm going to do my best i'll you know excel at whatever is coming my way and then in 11 i said okay I, i just can't do this you know never mind i i give up i was almost like that but then i picked up in 12 again uh, because we had online classes which was not the best but it kind of gave me more time to study and so that really helped because uh, our school was so uh, you know good with the timetable and it was so flex it wasn't like the regular school timetable it started a little late in the morning and we got a lunch break and then again evening classes and that kind of made my study routine so opt- like optimal that it really helped me kind of bring my grades back and 11 was like a huge bit and after that i and my grades dropped a lot because suddenly at that entire dilemma of you know subject choices and what am i going to do with my life should i do engineering medical or just that thought also came to me so many times should i just not do college like I don't see the point and should I take a like I optimally you know everybody is always giving you advice at that point and the teachers start started telling us in all the orientations 11 is a different ball game altogether you know and I should have taken that advice I was like how can it be so different look at those seniors they're fine but they're not and so i you know so that was that that moves there so yeah the optimal time to start would be 11 uh, when you have to pick up your pace and really look through things also because there's so much research you have to do for college applications especially uh, uh, you know any college application for a college abroad from india you have to answer questions like why this particular college and that takes immense research you need to know like what the major you're applying for what is the curriculum who are the professors and things like that you need to really show the college that you really want to go there that specific college and so for that you need to know a lot about that college so that's why i'm saying you know you should subscribe to the newsletters and stuff so that instead of you know jamming your entire research into like one or two days before the application you can kind of start slowly getting updates on that college and slowly over a period of time you kind of get to know about what are the curriculum uh, you know or extracurricular activities what is the academic programs what is the college life there like and stuff like that um and then from 9 you should kind of start taking it seriously because when you're applying to colleges they see all four years 
and that's something I didn't know until 11. And when I started started applying, they're like, okay, they want my grades for 9, 10, 11, and 12. Because, uh, you know, you don't really think about that when you're in 9. You're like, you don't think I have to keep my grades great uh, and because colleges will look at this. You don't think about all those things. And uh, I was so shocked. I was like, I mean, I did well in 9. But, but I mean, if I had known, I would have done probably something different. And they look at all the extracurriculars from 9. So that's why um, you should kind of get into community service if you want to, obviously. Um, you should get and kind of, you know, make... A, so you should do what you're passionate about, but do it in a way that it can also be represented properly on your application. So what I did was I, like, really took the time and I told myself, see, I'm not going to cater myself towards any college. I, because people start kind of tailoring themselves towards a college if they want to go to suppose an Ivy League college like Harvard. They'll be like, what does Harvard look in a student, look for in a student? So they'll kind of do a lot of research and go through past papers and they'll try to kind of get into a formula and make themselves adhere to each and every part of that. I need to get like a 4.2 GP or higher. I need to give this, that, this many hours of community service. But what I I told myself, I'm not going to do that. Just for the sake of a college, I will not do something that I not do voluntarily. And so I just went with the flow and I did what I liked. And uh, that's all I uh, you know put in my application. So, uh, but then again, even that was not uh, so helpful. And I what I tell like the people who are applying now is that kind of have a balance between both of them so obviously do what you want to do and whatever makes you happy but also kind of look at what your the college you're aiming for and what they look for and don't compromise yourself for that but also make sure that you include a bit of it in your application so like use strategy and passion so have a balance between I would completely agree, you know, um, but I would have, to, I just want to add something. Um, when people are looking for colleges or universities, I think one thing you should consider is do you really want to study there? A name is good. Studying at Harvard would be great. But if you really don't like the atmosphere or for any reason, you know, I don't think you should apply and then get in and then realize that you don't enjoy it. You know, um, and don't just go for the name because really, it, it really doesn't matter. My my personal experience with universities, especially applying, was that, uh, as Indranil said earlier on, that uh, you know the grades are all that matter in an Indian system. And abroad, what they'll see is everything. They want to see what kind of person you are. You know, they don't want just this topper who doesn't really know how to apply what they've learned they want to see real results they want to see okay she's very into social science has she applied herself in this field um, or maybe she's really good at math so did she maybe do an internship where she had to actively use her skills or did she bring something new to an organization do they have letters of recommendation where there is proof that she can apply the skills that she has built up these years those are what universities really look for and 
as Daniel again rightly said, compromising your own like application to suit a university. On the lines of that, you should ostensibly apply to a university which matches your ideals and your principles. If you are going to a university which is famous for entrepreneurship, you should go because you want to be an entrepreneur, not just because it looks good on uh, your diploma and you get it. That okay, I I passed out from here. It is an entrepreneurial university, but I'm not really into entrepreneurship. It just is. It's it's um, it just doesn't make sense because things don't add up. And when you're applying, it's best to know what your university wants in a student. And if you match that, if they want hardworking, research-based um, uh, students, if you don't like research, what do you think they're going to ask you at that university? They're going to ask you for research. So you need to ask yourself that this looks good, but do I really want to study here? Gee, it's a fun fact. I applied to one university in Germany and one university outside India, which is which happens to be the same university. And by I mean, I, I don't know, I guess it gave me the opportunity to really understand and kind of cherry pick this university. It's something that I really, really wanted to do. And uh, fortunately, I managed to get in and I really enjoy my education there because it's exactly what I wanted. I didn't apply because it looked good. There were many universities which I could have applied because they looked very nice, but it's not what I wanted. I can tell you as a college student that I'm very happy at my university because this is exactly what I wanted. And I worked my rear end off to get there, you know. And I think that is what really matters. You should not just go by name, really. If you want an Ivy Ivy level education, uh, sorry, Ivy League education, and that is what fits your principles, go ahead, go full steam ahead, like just to prepare from class nine, get your grades, get everything and apply. In my case, it's it was a little weird because in, in my university, they didn't ask for my class nine, 10, 11 grades because uh, that's not what they wanted. They had wanted letters of recommendation. They want to know if you had a good response with your teachers. They wanted uh, like if you had any leadership roles. Now I had a lot of leadership roles in, in school and that kind of fit along my um, desire to go into entrepreneurship, you know. But I also had a lot of things which had a lot of computer science in it and a lot of tech-heavy uh, um, events that I would attend. And that kind of fit into my technology role, you know. And my ability to, like, prioritize things. I mean, I mentioned all of this in my letter of motivation, which they want to see, do you really fit with the program? Can you do this? Do I see hardcore evidence that you would do well at this, at our university, you know? And a lot of institutions will put a lot of basis on, we have historical legacy, or, you know, we have, uh, we're a very new upcoming university where we are, you know, focusing on a different aspect of education. We're uh, trying to bring back nature and education. There are institutes like that. You should do your research and look for something that really is something that you want. If you want to go in for agriculture and astrophysics, there will be an institution which will offer that. And if there isn't, then that's, that's really sad. There isn't. But you never know. I had no idea that I could do computer science and management at the same time. I mean, I did, 
but I didn't know I could do it in this um, scope and field. I had to do my entire class 11 just went into research, you know, and I fixed on one and I just went ahead with it. So reverting back to what I said in the beginning, it doesn't have to be, the college process doesn't have to be complicated if you know what you want. You should know what you want at the end of the day. Okay, so... Can I just add on? I cannot agree with you more about, and I'm so happy that you're so happy at your college because that just, like, I want to reiterate the fact that when I was saying search for colleges to apply for, what you should be searching for is a college that makes you happy, right? Because, uh, so when you're searching college, don't go for, okay, this has the best academic, I mean, obviously look for that, but look, see what makes you happy. If a good academic program makes you happy, then go for that. And um, so a lot of the ways you can find out whether a college makes you happy is look for things like uh, the location, because before I never thought of that, but that actually plays a huge role. What is the kind of community that place has? What is the lifestyle? Is it in New York where it's a really, um, you know, fast paced, a little competitive, or is it LA which is a little laid back, even though those are like stereotypes, but like they kind of give you an idea of what the place is. In India, different cities, different states, what is the, uh, like, you know, culture of that place and do you want to be there? So location, then there's, look at the alumni. What are the people who study there doing? You know, so are they? How successful are in their? Uh, are they in their careers? What are they doing? What type of careers have they gone into? Then look at um, things like what are the clubs and organizations there? So if you have other interests, do they have scope for them as well? If you are going to into an engineering college in India, suppose, and you want to do music, do they have a music organization in that college? Look for those things to make sure that no matter what happens, you're in a space where you feel safe, you feel welcomed, you feel warm, you feel like you really fit into that community. And always remember that uh, you don't have, like it's not the why I was so stressed and why people I think in general are so stressed about college applications is that they feel this is, you know, this is a do or die situation. You, This is like the most important thing you, uh, decision you've ever made but it's not. You can drop out of a college if you don't like it. You can transfer to a different college. You can, you know, uh, you can change stuff. It's not the end. It's not like you, uh, you know, gotten into a college and you went there and that's not the end of it. You can always change it if you don't, uh, if you're not happy with it. And so that's something, if you kind of keep that in mind, your college application process, I think, becomes a little more um peaceful to the mind yeah yeah exactly this thing about the culture and the location of the place it it is a like an absolutely astronomical um role in your life because you know if you're if you're leaving the country and you're going to a certain place because you like the culture there are very very high chances you might just end up living there for the rest of your life you know so you have to maybe focus on that quite a bit you know um when i was telling my friends that i was applying to germany i got so many you know unsolicited uh 
comments about oh it's going to be so um you know rigid and everything is so bureaucratic uh it's going to be very cold and i i don't know you know i just felt it somewhere in my soul i guess you can say that i felt that this was the right place for me and there is a certain quality that these people have that i would like to invite in myself as indrani was saying if you go to a place like new york you can learn lessons there you can learn how to live your life in a very fast paced um way you know or if you go to a small you know um like county in middle america you can learn how community plays a role uh me going to munich i'm learning how international uh or like well global businesses work you know you're getting to go to the heart of these places and you learn things from there that you don't learn from the place you're coming from you know and that is not like a that's not like a like a diss at the place you're coming from the place you're coming from makes you who you are and that gives you special abilities to thrive in different areas you know you coming from like we're coming from calcutta we're coming from a very historically rich place which is not doing very well right now you've seen the highs and lows of a, of a city you're coming from a place like india which is a huge democracy and the political system here is it's we it's like weird you know um but it thrives and you have to pick up these things and when you're going to a nation like maybe australia you're you're not just going there for an education you're absorbing the culture you're becoming a new person so you have to pick that very carefully so if you were going to pick a university or whatever you first need to know your field that makes you happy you first need to pick a country or a continent let's say no well, not a continent but a country at least that you would like to settle in you can see yourself living there and then you choose your university whichever one caters to whatever you need so that's like a very streamlined way of choosing it because these are the things that will matter you know right rightly said um so about um you know doing your research and which colleges you should apply to is it really necessary like you know you go through a counselor like you have all of these agencies and counselors who help you through the application process so do you think it is absolutely necessary or can you um maybe just send applications out on your own and apply to universities on your own can you manage it um okay i i'll go for now and then um from personal experience obviously i didn't go through a counselor um that's that's because i don't have much much faith in them. uh but that's only due to personal reasons i've just never had a good experience with counselors per se i have spoken to many who have offered me uh iv dig education and that doesn't always work out you know it gives you a, a sense of false hope that i'm definitely going to get it i um am aware of the process nothing can come my way that i do not know how to handle that's not always the case um and you're very heartbroken if things don't work out even if you go through a counselor and you know in very blunt words counselors uh you know they will charge you a whole lot of money for something that if you uh, dedicate some time to for research and 
maybe talking to the alumni or talking to fellow students, you know, who are studying there currently from your uh, country or state or whatever. You know, it's that is way more enriching than going through a consulate. But if you let's say you're in a position where you can't uh, approach anyone, you know, you're scared or maybe you're very very unsure of what you want to do, go ahead with the consulate. But please do your research on which consulate you'd like to go through because. When it comes to colleges, a lot of families will go through a lot, like, you know, great lengths to get their child into a university or an institute that is seemingly very, very prestigious or, you know, whatever. And that's not always the case. You will get swindled or, you know, you won't get into the thing you want to and you're just, you'll just find someone to blame. It's a scapegoat, essentially, you know. It could be it could be anything, you know. There could be somebody with the exact same application as you, same sports, same music, same A grades, and everything. And something about them charms the university, and, and you don't get in. It's not your fault. It's not the consulate's fault. It's just heartbreak for everyone, you know. So that is my opinion on consulates. <laughs> So when you're talking about counselors, you're talking about like college admission counselors, right? Yes. So yes. yeah, when I gave the SATs and stuff, I don't know from where they got my number, but there were so many people just like, you know, contact with us, we're great, we'll get into your dream college. 90% of people who go here get into their dream colleges and I was like, well, great. Then why don't you help those 90% of people? I didn't go for even like one counselor. Uh, per se, like uh, any external organization, it was just me, my friends, my family, and my school who helped me decide. Uh, mostly, it was just just me, uh, my personal decision. Um, I just really dug deep into myself, and I was like, what would make me really happy in the long term? And that's how I chose my majors that I applied to. That's how I chose most of the colleges, and with like recommendations from friends and family. I consulted them, I consulted a lot of my friends and family who live in the US and whose uh, children or who, you know, the acquaintances have gone to college recently. So they really helped me, like a lot. They were like on the phone with me for hours and hours and they really helped me uh, because I was so indecisive in the beginning and they really helped me. They said uh, mostly with not even coming to one decision but kind of to give me a direction, a sense of direction, which uh, helped me so much. Uh, and for like, that was the college counselors. And there were a few other organizations who, you know, kept emailing me. And I even tried to get into one, but that was a long time ago. It was uh, for Ivy League schools. And later on, I was like, you know what, this is not going to happen. If I get into something of my own merit, I'll get into it. Otherwise, I just won't. So that's one. The other counsellors I want to talk about is when you're applying to American colleges through the common application, the common app, you have an option over there for a counsellor. So US colleges, uh, US high schools have counsellors over there. Uh, and I'm so sorry that I'm just talking about the US because that is mostly what my um, knowledge is and experience is limited to. But most of them have high school counsellors and they basically interact with each and every student in the school 
and they're kind of responsible for the more personal and uh, uh, life of the student and kind of talk about their character and their mental health and stuff like that and indian schools don't have that we have a school counselor but i think she, we have only one counselor for uh, classes i think nursery to 12 and obviously she doesn't have time to uh, you know talk with each and every student and i think some of them don't even you know know that she's there to help us but she's really helpful and she helped me so much with my college application i entered her name as my school counselor and she wrote me the counselor's official letter recommendation and everything again here i'd say that in case you ha- you're not in touch with your school counselor and you you know find out that she exists Uh, they exist you know j- just for the purpose of filling your application then it's better not to go to them and instead in that place something which a lot of my friends did is they uh, asked their class teacher because generally it's your class teacher who's very you know uh, in you know in uh, touch with what's happening in your life and how you've grown as an individual in the class your class teacher or whoever like there's probably like one teacher you can find in at school so that teacher whoever knows you the most who can speak to your character to your personal goals and developments because uh, for the common application especially uh, there is this entire guideline for letters of recommendation and even for academic teachers suppose there's an english teacher you just can't write oh, okay he's good in english he scored this much and he's done a few of this no you have to talk about how has this person how has a student you know used as uh, in actual thing applied english in their life have they given any ex- external olympians have they you know won elocutions and stuff like that and uh, even in day to day classes do they come up to you with their doubts are they inquisitive are they curious uh, are they you know suppose you've taught maybe maybe the tempest to the class and is this person like coming up to you after class with questions on character analysis and stuff like that so what like what how can you talk about your student in a way that no other person can what is the insight you can give to this uh, you know the personal character of the student those are very important things as counselors or uh, subject teachers who write letters of recommendation and another counselor i'd like to talk about sorry is a career counselor oh my goodness i mean uh, just as nine started there were these courses of career counselors coming into our school and and they, i mean they were very helpful and in 11 i think or in at the, yeah after my board exams were over i took this um one to one appointment with a career counselor who came to our school and that the organization was really helpful and like i had to give like a lot of tests at home kind of gauging my uh log- like my logical analytical knowledge and stuff like that and what i'm interested in and then i talked to her at school and she gave me this entire report which actually i was really happy about because exactly whatever i wanted to do was written on that paper and i showed it to my parents and my parents also met her and they were like oh they just wrote it because uh, you said you liked it i'm like no they took an entire test and uh, like why are you not believing me but this happened which brings me to the fact that um uh, you know what your parents want and what you want are often going to clash especially if you're from an indian family 
in my case what happened is okay i'm going completely off track of this question but what uh, what happened is my parents were very supportive of like i wanted to do i wanted to study cinematic arts i love cinema uh, i did theater i was in my dramatics uh, club at school and i made a few short films i made like a documentary for my school and stuff like that so i and i just love movie filmmaking acting and all of that and so i wanted to study that at school and half of my family was like that's not a subject you can learn at school like excuse me and i was uh, and i was even initially i was like no i shouldn't learn this because i mean first of all parents are genuinely uh, really worried about things like job security financial stability and it makes a lot of sense that they're worried about your future and they want you to go into a career which is very stable which will make you uh, help you earn money money and which isn't really um sketchy sketchy as in uh you know feels like singing or any artistic field honestly they're just so unpredictable you don't know it depends on cre- uh, your creativity your talent it depends on a lot of it depends on luck uh if you are like if you go into an audition what is the day like um uh, you know it depends on the mood of the people who are choosing you and there's so many variables that are into it and then on top of that like if you don't make it uh you know if you don't make it on time you you'll just give up and your career will go down the drain so so they were very worried about that like if i go into cinematic arts or something like that what is going to happen to my future and so i and the thing with me is that i also love computer science i love biology i love a lot of these academic subjects and so i as i said i ended up uh, applying with a mixture of both of these and i did get in, uh, i get i got accepted into uh, like a mixture of these as well and now like it's my time to take a decision as to what i do but the thing is with us colleges again is i can do both I can do both maybe not to the extent I would have done if I had taken one singularly but I always have the option to switch my majors even in like after 2 years if I feel it's not working and I always have the option to take a uh, different courses over the summer to take a different minor to do a double major and that flexibility just helps so much you know you don't have to stay up all night having fights with yourself when you have you know different interests and that helps a lot so basically the point of the counselors was that they helped me uh, especially my school counselor and the career counselor but at the end of the day it's your decision to make so always make sure that uh, no matter what you're always listening to your heart i i would agree but i i do have one well actually two very oh. interesting points to bring up Uh, I forgot to mention that when you are going to a counselor and you see that they are maybe region specific they often have tie ups with the universities that they are uh, recommending you to so you you really can't tell if they are um asking you if you would like this university because it would be a good fit for you or if they have to fill a certain quota and it's very you know it's disheartening um but I have seen it myself when you, they recommend something to you and it seems like very nice like you know oh 
I'm gonna get to study whatever I want or uh, something like that but there's always some information that you're not aware of like oh where is this like I remember I went to one uh, institute and they were suggesting a university in um, Labrador which is in Canada and I was like okay what well, it sounds really nice and then I looked it up myself which is something they didn't really assume that I would do and I realized that the average temperature is minus three degrees when it's warm and I was just thinking I would not want to stay in a place like this where it's you know the potential of becoming a popsicle is very high and I was just thinking, you know, they're really pushing it on you. They're they're saying that this would be a really good fit. This would be exactly what you would need. And then I realized that in the brochure of the institute, it is written as an affiliated university, where if you are, uh, where you are one of their clients who go there, they get a like a like what would you say? Um, I kept forgetting the word. Uh, is it commission? Precisely. You would get a commission, you know, and I understand that institutes work like this. They have to earn a living, I would say, for their people. But you're fooling your clients. It's, maybe it's not something they really need. But I think, you know, there are you, there are institutes which will gear you towards places that you would actually do really well in. And I would just say, you know, proceed with caution. Don't assume that it's all rainbows and flowers and all, you know, sugar and spice and everything it's not always like that so do your research know what you're getting into uh, and secondly um, the thing about clashing with your parents ideas is when your parents are you know um, like you know resisting your idea they're they're like you know maybe it's not the best decision it's coming from a place of doubt it's because they don't know about this you know and if your parents are of the type who are willing to learn and see the benefits, you should definitely, you know, go in that direction. Include your parents, be like mom and dad, uh, or your or your whoever your guardian is. This is what I want to do, and this is why I want to do it. Look at this evidence that I have, and I have curated for you. And if you still don't think it's a good idea, we will discuss it. But this is why I want to go. Declare that what your motivations are. And if you are going into an artistic field as someone who has an artistic side but didn't really go there, I had asked my question this, do I want to go into art? Do I want to go into architecture, interior design? Because those are some things that I consider as passions. I realized that when I do get a degree, I don't know how to convert that into an actual job. Now, Often, if you are going into an artistic field, like a singing uh, career or um, somewhere where the job security, as Indranil said, is not very high. If you have connections, let's say, or if you are aware that this is how to go, this is an audition that I need to do. This is an, this is an opportunity that I can most likely, uh, you know, convert into an actual job. And if you have a set idea, please go ahead. The world needs actors and actresses and singers and artists, you know, will be very empty without them. But you really need to know if you can do well, because, you know, the term starving artist is not just something that, you know, people just say to disappoint you. It is something that really happens. And nobody wants that for their kids. Nobody wants that for their students. That's why they introduce this kind of doubt that is this something that 
you really want to do. They're not going out there to squash your dreams and ruin your self-esteem. It's not a direct uh, attack on your talent. It is more so how I mean like you know how would you convert that? Because in our capitalistic society even if you are in a in a country where it's oh we are not profit oriented or things like that it's a lie everything is based on money everything is based on how well you can capitalize on things it's how you can sell your services at the end of the day this is not because I'm a business major it's because i have seen a little bit of the like this tiny part of the world that i have seen it's not a very um it's not a very nice and very cushy place not everybody is going to pat you on the back and say you know what you didn't get the job but still well done no people are going to say you could not convert it your efforts are in vain and everything that you have dedicated your life to is futile it's not a very nice thing to hear but if you go unprepared into a field that you don't know about this is what you're going to face and it's something that as i've said before nobody wants to see that was very very um brutal and very uh um, no you 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 put it so correctly <laughs> i'd say um because because i'm so into the art what i i did something similar you know i i heard that emma stone you, you all know emma stone right she's an oscar award winning actress what she did when she, when she was 14 is she made a ppt of why should uh, why she should be an actress and move to la to pursue her acting career and she sat her parents down and she showed it to them and i was like okay so this is what i have to do so i made i didn't make a ppt but i did make an entire pre- like presentation which went on for days convincing my parents that see this is the this is what i've done till date to prove that i do have uh, something in me that uh, could very possible possibly translate into a successful career and then i also showed them that see this is my plan i have like an a b c probably till f and g as to where i could take my career in the arts um like in in case i can become an actor i'll become like an editor if I, if i can do that i'll become like a you know there's so many jobs that are in the artistic field which are also a bit more stable com- as compared to others so suppose you want to become a singer you can be- you can learn sound designing and become a sound designer you can become a producer studio mixers things like that which which like are not completely dependent on your uh, you know talent and which also have a lot of the other uh, you know like more technicalities but are in the same field so you can still do what you're passionate about and you have a little bit more job security to start off with so i was kind of telling them that see this is my approach to it in case it doesn't work out i uh, this is i can always go into something parallel to my field of passion which would also be a little bit more stable for me and then i gave them so many like uh, just like mind maps of this, these are the possible things that i could do and i uh, also kind of because i had led you know with open house i led a theater drive and stuff like that um that uh, and those things really helped me kind of those were actual leadership positions in my field of passion that uh, they felt okay so he's doing something right and then what happened is uh, uh once i i mean i got accepted into the schools that i kind of auditioned for uh, for acting or i wrote 10 page essays for uh, analyzing uh, movies 
and films and telling them why I wanted to study cinematic arts and stuff like that. Once I got accepted into a few of them, my parents and and they were like good colleges. My parents were like, okay, so like if the college is really, you know, that was like the final yes for them. Green signal. That was like, okay, so the colleges have you know identified your talent. So, and it's not that they didn't believe in me as you know. She said, I mean, when you have the traditional career paths of becoming a doctor, engineering, engineer, lawyer, or something like that, or uh, you know, get into business or something like that, when they're they you know people have done that for so long. and people have seen such good results with that if you study computer science no matter what you won't go jobless there's there's such a hungry market for uh, people who done btech or things like that and like your starting salary is way here as compared to what like my starting salary would be if i do what i want to do and it's such a valid point and the question kind of boils down to whether i am willing to give up all that am i willing to starve myself as you know that you know people you know how i i did so much research into like the career of artists and what they've kind of endured how they've made it big where where have they come from you know what colleges have they gone into and i kind of tracked so many of their career trajectories that i was so certain that if i go to a good college if i learn this craft myself then no matter what i'll be able to do well in it in whatever form and um, so you know jennifer lawrence she she was telling a story about how she used to stay in this uh, apartment and she would eat the same bread that you know rats would eat on in her because there's so many rats i think in the in the place she used to live and like if a person like that who is i think one of the youngest oscar winners you could you have gone through that why should i not go through it you know and also especially because my dad didn't have that opportunity he needed he needed to go abroad and get a good job so that he could support his family but now my family is in a position where even if i go you know penniless i it like they will be okay and when i'm in a position where i do have the uh what do i say like i it's just me for myself you know i don't have to make sure uh, that other people are good it's just me so if i can give up my uh stability for something that i want to do so bad that then it's fine and so when i have the opportunity and again once again as in ashish said the world has enough engineers doctors and anyone can be that okay not to belittle the job it's just like people can do that if they're disciplined enough and they learn it and they have a bit of interest but you know we need more artistic people and so many people are afraid to go into those careers because of this because of the way colleges work because of the way the education system works and we are losing so many artists most of them just you know put it behind them so that they can work on a job which is better for them and once they start doing that they probably can't even return to their passion after a point of time and we're losing so many artists because of the way the system works so now that i have an opportunity and i'm in a position to do that why not right so both of you all brought up the topic of money I mean there are a lot of students who dream of studying abroad but um, 
they're not able to pursue that dream because of financial limitations so what uh, what is your take on it like do you think there's a way to break that financial barrier you know is it is it really affordable to can it be made affordable to study abroad uh i will just i'll, I'll just go okay so i will start off by saying my university um doesn't need um tuition fees i'm going to a tuition free university uh and i think when people hear abroad and they hear tuition free uh universities they're like you know there's a limitation to lying um and to that i say there it is possible i'm a living proof that it does exist and it's due to rigorous research that i found a university which fits my needs and one of my needs is financially viable you have to realize you have to really study yourself and realize your family potential no child wants to put their parents through the ringer and say you know what squeeze out all that money for me to get a bachelor's degree and um something you know your parents will want to do their best trust me your parents will want to push you to get what you want but as a student as as their child you need to remember that you know there it's not always possible and it's not always so easy you know for them and there's a lot of things that parents don't tell their kids maybe they're financially not very stable or something like that and they don't want you their kids to worry about them which is very noble but i think family need, families need to have open communication of what is possible when i was talking to my parents about the college process i told them initially that i'm not going to be applying to a university where i would have to fork out a lot of money because i was i already knew that there were universities which would accept me tuition free and i think that is why a lot of people uh choose to remain in india aside from the overall good education system it's not bad but it's also financially like you know more um possible for some families a lot of families honestly cannot send their kids abroad it's a very expensive process tuition fees living costs you know and as a student you want to have fun you want to go here and there and that does involve money you know so you need to have open communication maybe you get a job during university you know you get a job you can you know contribute to that amount it's impossible to get a job and you know um kind of uh fund yourself it's difficult you know as a student nobody's going to give you a job a very well paying job but it's possible to get a part time job ease the burden on your parents and you know kind of make things work and i think in college a very important thing that students need to learn is you need to learn how to be thrifty you need to learn how to live on little you know because let's say you become a bajillionaire in the future what are you going to do keep spending money just like that because you have it no you become financially responsible fiscally intelligent you realize what i need and what i want are very very different things sometimes and 
not everything you want is always possible like maybe you want to go to an institute in the us or maybe in the uk where the fees are a little bit out of reach you know it's a little too expensive and being an international student you now indrani is uh like a citizen so obviously the tuition fees will be lower than what would be expected from an international student it is just the norm you know it's the system that's how it works and that kind of filters out people who can and cannot afford it so if you want to go maybe apply for a scholarship apply for funding uh reach out to you know organizations you can there is so many routes to this um to success you know sometimes you take the scenic route sometimes you take a shortcut you know there are endless possibilities and you know often i tell people the fees should not really um hinder your passions like you know you shouldn't curtail yourself just because you can't afford it or you think you can't afford it there will be many opportunities for you to go there and you know excel in whatever field you're in but in reality and in the grand scheme of things this, this actually does play a huge part student loans are not fun unless you are sure that you can get a job after university uh, that you can help pay off this loan it is a huge burden to have for national students they if they take um you know loans it's the same as an international student you know you have to be a little um mature when you think about this because a lot of kids feel like oh mommy and daddy will just fund me you know it's not always easy you really don't want to do that to your parents because your parents just want to make you happy at the end of the day but in the rare opportunity that you can't pay for tuition at all and you are below a certain wage group or something you have to remember that universities do understand that people are coming from certain backgrounds but they have the real talent and they want to study at our university reach out to them say this is my situation please try and help me out i want to build my future and i see this institute as a part of my future you know people will reach out to you maximum they'll say we can't help you or or you don't get that um scholarship fine that's fine apply everywhere whenever like you know if you're not very academically oriented or you don't feel like your application is strong enough and plus you can't afford things list these things down there is always something special about people where you know which universities will want maybe you're like very very you know thrifty you know you can really make things work you're very resourceful sell that part of yourself and if you can't afford it people are trying to help you out and my last point would be broaden your outreach you know don't limit yourself to one country or two countries just research everywhere and i don't mean apply everywhere i'm saying no things like about maybe uh no that there are universities in amsterdam which will offer you not amsterdam sorry in the netherlands which will offer you free education or in germany where i'm going they're offering you free education or you know if you are like you know let's say for me i'm a when i go if i go abroad i'm a woman i'm coming from a uh, like you know under like you know not underprivileged i would say but like a minority background i'm not a part of the majority there are provisions for people like us so always be very aware you know of the opportunities that can come by 
and just remember that something will work out something will work out you know so i like to start off with first of all something that i think we should really learn at school is financial independence in india especially there is just no culture of financial independence for teenagers they expect you to be financially independent only after you're done with college probably even post graduation and you've started a job i mean that's not how the world works right if you're going to college you don't and parents generally do obviously pay for their children's university fees but i mean it's your education this is also a time where you will probably be responsible after 18 you're an adult and you don't want to feel like you're a burden on your parents especially if they are struggling with finances uh, which obviously a lot of parents will probably be doing that and so i think first of all that culture really needs to come here like how in america you can just like literally do a lot of jobs as a high school student most of the times you're required to do a job uh, and uh, you know to earn money for yourself so that you can spend it by yourself and that degree of financial independence really helps um coming to financial aid uh, for us colleges a lot of the schools i think most i think all of them actually offer financial aid because uh, so as you actually said it depends on a lot of factors it's whether you're international or um domestic then it depends on the demographic you're coming from even if you're domestic are you from a particular heritage a particular ethnicity a particular race gender sexual orientation there are so many uh, you know demographics uh, that you know uh, colleges are willing to help out uh because they know the struggles that come with being a part of that um community and so like even though i am uh, a us citizen i'm not a permanent resident and i've done my high school abroad that is in india and so like they the rules for me are also different again when i'm going to private colleges mostly my fees will be the same as any person who's going from inside and so for financial aid how do they determine the exact amount so there are a few uh, applications that you fill up so for us citizens or permanent residents who are not citizens um there is the fafsa which is the free application for federal student aid and so that is what colleges usually use to determine the student loan work study programs that you qualify for and most of it is need based so it depends on your parents earnings what are you earning and you know you have to submit your tax files and stuff like that and then there's another one called CSS which is uh, another way to kind of evaluate it so there are these main two forms which we use for us uh, application uh, now the colleges that i've seen a lot of them mostly just have need based uh, so it depends on your income and earnings and you and because most of us i think in india who are applying to colleges we probably like middle class where we have i know we are not below the you know poverty line as per indian or american standards and we're not even so well off that we probably be able to fund it entirely ourselves it's kind of like a midway in between but there isn't like a very good provision for that so if you're if you actually need a lot of financial assistance colleges really do offer that it's really affordable for a lot of people 
but and uh, but for me what happened is a lot of the places there were just no merit based scholarships which is really something i was hoping for there was no um, uh, there was almost nothing to like maybe a very few and even they were based on very uh, specific you know uh, academic or demographical statistics and you probably had to come from a particular place or something like that now so those are for private uh, colleges now there are a lot of state colleges which have an in state and out of state tuition so for so i was born brought up in california so i applied to a lot of the ucs over there which are universities of california and if you go to one of them so now i'm not a permanent resident but after a year if i go there uh, which I'm not, i'm i haven't finalized it yet but in case so what happens is after a year you will probably get the permanent residency and then your tuition will come down by like thousands of dollars because you're in state and so that's a huge financial leverage that you have you know so these are a lot of things that you can consider while applying uh it's not just the california any other state uh, uh if you go to state university they do uh, offer in state and out state tuitions those are different and uh, they have they probably have a different separate application for that um another thing is uh, one should always apply for external scholarships so not just institution specific ones uh, that are offered by the college but a lot of other ones says i think the bill and Mil- uh, melinda gates uh, foundation offers a lot of scholarships um there are many actually offered by companies like mcdonalds like i think uh, Coca-Cola offers uh, one and they're actually very helpful uh, like people and then there's the national scholarships that you can get there president uh, scholarships uh, again they are a mix of need based and merit based scholarships so i was researching uh, while applying to universities as to how other people are possibly afford these universities because many of them even with like a student loan and stuff even after that it's like too much it's just too much and so i'm like okay so i'm going there i am paying for my education and then i'll come up with a degree in if i'm in the arts obviously my um, the jobs i'll get is like my starting salary will be like probably like a quarter of the fees that i'm giving annually and that stressed me out so much it's just stressing me out really and so i was just thinking how do people why do people even go there then because i'm in such a small uh, uh you know financial statistic that i'm not even getting a lot of uh, aid and i am not even able to afford it completely myself especially the ones which are like really uh, well off or brand name university like just because of their brand they're taking like thousands of dollars extra which is i think it's very unfair honestly and you can't do anything about it like uh, you can probably they like, go to their uh, college financial advisor and have a word with them and they also like what is the maximum that they can help you with i was like they won't reduce the tuitions most probably just for you uh even if you like submit other stuff and uh, so each year uh, of your college you kind of refill the faps and the css form and they actually uh, reevaluate your tuition fees according to that and generally 
uh, the tuition fees increase uh, per uh, per you know year uh, for I think like two to three percent they increase per year, which is also scary. Great, and then uh, they the way they kind of break down the fees is they give you a particular so they give you like uh, their tuition charges, transport, housing. If you stay uh, on campus, there's a charge for that. Then food over there. There's a meal plan and all of that together, and then you have. Uh, so that's kind of when they offer you the aid. The package is kind of like uh, a particular amount of money is just you know a student loan which you will take and that has a small interest, uh, which is calculated on the basis of the FAFSA, and then the rest of it is mostly a parent uh, federal plus loan, as far as I know I've seen uh, in my applications and. So and that is a higher interest, and then there's all these rules and regulations as to when you can repay them. The parent loans are more strict and more cumbersome, and then they might give you certain work study program. Uh, so the colleges might offer you certain on-campus jobs, which will pay you, which will contribute to your tuition, and then of of course there's the external merit and need-based scholarships. So. Uh, so Basically, you have to apply to a lot of external scholarships, like as many as you can that you qualify for. They're like uh, you can write uh, they're essay-based ones, so you have to write certain essays on why you think you deserve them, or uh, maybe go like you can browse scholarships on the basis of your major. So suppose you're going to computer engineering, then I think you can just look for those, and you can kind of. Write down why you want to learn that. What you, what like the future? Uh, what is your uh, your plan for future on the basis of the major and stuff like that? And those are essay kind of based scholarships. There's scholarships which, as I said, are based on demographic. So like try to get and kind of you know accumulate as many scholarships as you can, and they really help. I haven't you know gotten into that myself yet as the scholarship process. Uh, Uh, that into, but I've seen a lot of videos and done a lot of research about them, and that is honestly the only way you can afford for college if it's a huge sum, scholarships yeah. and grants. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually just thinking about it. The uh, the niche that you were talking about, where you know you're not really uh, in the need based, you would rather have a merit based or something like that. I actually noticed before I applied to universities, there are universities where you have. Tuition fees in Germany, at least, and I saw that there were scholarships that were based on uh, if you are a very uh, if you're very dedicated to nature con- conservation, you know, there is one Heinrich Ruhl um, scholarship for that. Then there is something that's there for you know um, your social service, something that you're very very you know um, like passionate about. If it's something you do, at least with the environment, climate, or animal conservation, or something, you can never really tell. There are so many different kinds of scholarships that you can apply for, and as Internil said, the organizations like they are—I mean, not organizations, but more so like the companies and the corporations—it is a part of their, um, you know, what would you say, like a tax system, where if you are doing. So-called charity, and you are like you know providing uh, funding for someone's education that is considered as like you know um, costs that are taxable on. So it's 
it's benefit for the corporation it's benefit for you you are getting somebody to help you with your tuition fees then there are um i mean at least i'm aware of there are companies like google and palantir who are like big data and um you know very very into tech where you know there is like a global um global impact uh, scholarship like how would you change the world and if this were a really good idea or that you really show a lot of passion you never know you know where because uh, where you can get this funding from because when you're in a position like this where you need to get educated to get a job you would take any kind of funding from anywhere you know really uh, and every amount matters a lot you get $5000 or $50000 just everything counts comes to this and the jobs i completely agree that there should be healthy work culture in india where you know people who are not maybe legal age they can at least you know have some like you know basic things like cashiers or something you know it imbibes a lot of um skills and you can save up on the side it gives you kind of comfort that you know i am providing for my future in a way whatever small amount as i said counts you know um additionally i'm just like to you know reiterate that there are universities which offer tuition free education that people are not aware of please do your research know which universities are offering because you can never tell but before i got into my university i was completely mentally prepped that i had to really work uh, and get a job and you know fund my own education and then lo and behold i get my fee uh, like you know fee status and it's It's like barely anything, and I realize, like, okay, I really dodged a bullet there. You know, you can't tell. It goes either way. You either pay very little fees, or you pay more than what you expect. Like, if it's maybe if it's arbitrary amounts, really, I'm not aware of the American system. But let's say you have to pay seventy-four thousand dollars a year. I, I I don't know if this is an accurate amount, but when you get the bill or whatever. and you see it's 104000 and you're just thinking why did they add 40000 to my bill so this is where you know you really need to be aware don't just assume that everything you get on paper is accurate do your research ask around what is the worst that can happen people will tell you to go away okay that is the worst thing that could happen it's not that bad and i think people need to be a little more fearless when it comes to this you know Don't be stressed about the college process. Be nifty. Be like, you know, mm, how do I get my career into motion? How do I make things happen? Make things happen is what you really need to start doing. You need to start being resourceful and like trust me, it's a lot of fun. I felt very independent when I was preparing for college. Like, okay, I'm I'm doing something that is so um you know, it's so it's just as I said, it has an astronomical effect on your life. you know and it's not more so about ooh i'm going to get a brand uh from this college the process is what matters and not to be a cliche but it's you know it's not the destination it's the journey it's how you get there and what you make of it i'm telling you with all my preparation like lists everywhere and you know me having my little freakouts having wonderful nightmares which could come straight out of hp lovecraft about college admissions and professors who would realize i'm not that good for the university you have to like work past that conquer whatever is bugging you and make things happen trust me the the system is definitely built against 
people succeeding but that is what makes it way more satisfying when you do get into a college that you like do this um and kind of have fun in the process it is supposed to be a fun process if you can find the fun in it it's not going to be stress crying you know um i remember once i was eating dinner and we were having a very nice conversation you know the family was sitting together and i just burst into tears why it's because in 2 months i have to apply for college and i still don't think my application is good enough that is the limit that it can get to well actually it could get worse but that's my limit and it's not a nice place to be so have fun enjoy the process if things don't work out then they were not meant to work out you need to wait you need to do it again do it better forgive yourself just kind of like you know take things as they come you know that was some wonderful advice and um you mentioned about you know just speaking out uh, on and off like at times you would have mental breakdown so coming on to the next part of our conversation um i think we all agree that this entire process really pressurizes students and it's just a lot of work like students feel like they're drowning you know and in an ocean of work so how do you how do you prioritize like you know you have so many exams that you're going to have to give um your school responsibilities extra curriculars how do you organize and navigate through everything and also make sure that you know uh, no one area is getting affected by another like you're not performing poorly in one area just because of another how do you maintain that balance you know that is a really great question because i think that's what kind of throws people uh, off the loop you know i would say the one thing that you should always keep in mind is you are working towards a future where you see yourself being happy and happiness is a very very in-depth concept like you don't realize what makes you happy until you're in the moment like if you are if you're in a i'm just saying from my own current situation i'm in a place where i i like the atmosphere i i have made friends that i see myself you know um like you know being with for a very long time i'm studying something that i enjoy i'm going to a place which is new and scary and it's everything you know that is what makes me happy you know that is what i worked towards and i can confidently say i'm happy when you're in school and you know everything feels like a whirlwind or more so a whirlpool if you want to put in the drowning aspect to it just remember calm yourself down sit yourself down okay remember the important things in life i remember when i was in class 11 i learned this technique it's called the butterfly hug you know it makes you feel like everything is okay and let me tell you i hugged myself a lot that year because there were moments you know if you had a bad day in school you automatically think my future's finished you know i uh, failed one exam or i didn't do as well as i wanted to and you know that's it it's not it there's a huge world out there and not everybody is going to pass and everything and they still do well and you know with extracurriculars i found a lot of comfort in my extracurriculars you know um that's because uh, most of them just had like were involved with like running and throwing something at someone else uh when it came to sports and I'm a violinist so I would choose a very aggressive piece 
bash my violin up and that would be my coping coping mechanism you should not do extracurriculars that you are not passionate about trust me that takes the whole you know love out of it if you're doing art don't do it because you know somebody wants you to do it do it because i like drawing i'm going to paint right now and like nobody can stop me you know you should see you see yourself grow you know through your experience how you get out of this college process really defines how you take problems coming at you you know there is there are going to be so many days where you just you just nothing's working out nothing works out like i had come to school once i dropped my violin on the road while i was going to school um my skirt kind of just gave up on me and i and just like buttons flying everywhere and i thought okay it's just the beginning it's just been 40 minutes while i'm here maybe it'll get better and it didn't um it was just a really really bad day and then i came home and even though i'm very close to my parents i didn't feel like talking to them and i came home and i went to sleep i had really bad nightmares um well can you call them nightmares if they're in the afternoon afternoon mares and i woke up thinking you know okay you know what i'm going to do i'm going to watch a movie i'm not going to study today i'm going to try and heal whatever's going on and coincidentally that was the same time where i started making a like a wellness journal you know it was it was not a conventional wellness journal it's not you don't write your feelings because i can't do that i'm emotionally very unavailable to write you know but i used to um like i used to find things on pinterest that i really liked like you know a house that i really like or um like a picture of the sea or i don't know whatever anything whatever you really like and i would print them out and i would cut them up and put them in my book and just like write things that i like or write like lines from a book or a movie or you know i would watch movies and then i would find the scene that i really liked and i'd screenshot it and stick it in the book everything happy went in the book and i still have the book and it's such a huge part of me because it reminds me that i was going through a really really bad time but i made it through i got out of it it was it was something it was a so called make or break situation but i got out of it and i'm still very stable i love myself i love the situation i'm in I can deal with things and i think i'm probably a very extreme uh, i'm like one of the extremes that can come out of this process you know you can either come out of this process in complete self loathing like you know like i hate myself i can't do this uh i dealt with it in a very poor way i was disorganized or you could come out the other way and be like you know what i'm a boss i dealt with it and don't know what happened but i got through it you know and i have a lot of um in fact a lot of people with past age that come up to me and they ask me okay how was your process you know the whole like you know ask your seniors what they did so you can also do the same thing um and i yeah i will tell you exactly the process that i went through like the actual technical things i will i will tell you but i feel the more important things are perspective like don't forget what's important don't forget that you're a person and you can make mistakes and things will be bad but things will also be really good and i have completely forgotten the question but i went off and now i'm here so i think um i mean that was great advice like 
I think I should also start doing that because um, you know at this point I just feel so stressed out like I don't know what I'm going to do what my future looks like um, especially now with the pandemic uh, I feel like you know everything is online and uh there aren't as many opportunities you know for extracurricular activities or you know anything that you would do under normal circumstances and uh i feel more lost than ever before and i feel like time's just going by real quick so i think that's a really good way of coping with you know all the stress and pressure that college admissions can put on you So and you need to be very honest with yourself like you have to sit down and I know a lot of my advice involves sitting down but it's very very good you know why stress your legs out you really need to put things in a very clear light this is the problem i'm having i may not have a solution for it but at least i'm aware of where the problem area is really knowing what scares you matters like I can tell you that I was really scared about you know what my friends would think because our conversations towards the end of school were just around college. I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here. Ooh, you're going to be in a different country but it's right next to mine so we could meet up and you know making all the plans that the pandemic completely destroyed. Um and it was it's it's scary. You know, you sit there you think like, okay, you know these kids have really worked hard to where where they're going to go or like if they go there They deserve it. What am I going to do? What if I have to show? You know. But just remember that you guys are not the same. The situations are never the same. The circumstances are never the same. You could be immensely talented, but like you know, you might be lacking in some areas. There is a place for you in the world. You know. There's always going to be something that you can do, some contribution, and it's not necessary to you know be the next you know game changer. Like you know, I changed the entire world. You're putting way too much pressure if that's what you want to do. You need to work towards a goal that a byproduct of should be okay. I changed the world. Big deal, you know. Seriously, I'm I'm telling you, I have so many people coming up to me like, you know, I want to make an impact. But what do you want to make an impact in? Like, okay, you know, Elon Musk didn't wake up and be like, you know, I want to make an impact. So let me just you know experiment with like, you know. auto uh, automobile engineering or like you know astrophysics or something not astrophysics but you know space stuff it just you know i don't know go watch a movie or something get your head on straight when people like uh, you know ask i want to make an impact how do i make an impact but i always uh, think is that you know you should just do what you love and excel in that if you do what you love and do it so well that's that's basically how people make impacts right exactly and so uh, the the question uh, was right how do we prioritize our you know college admission stuff with i mean class 11 and 12 itself is so hectic without the college uh, process um the syllabus becomes a huge load there's the boards coming up and uh, like no matter what you have to study and uh, so what i would recommend i didn't do this obviously but what i would recommend is that people should start really early as i said like in class 
I wouldn't say just stress yourself and be like I need to finish everything, but kind of ease yourself into the process early on so that you have enough time to make sure that there are no last moment stresses because you can't write an essay even though I did it, but you can't write an essay like in one day just like a uh, like a day before the deadline. Uh, especially when you have research to do, and most of the uh, you know. Uh, essay questions are like especially the personal essays really make you dig deep into you and uh, one of the things that i had to do while college uh, you know while writing the applications and the essays for them answering even the short questions uh, and there are many specific questions for different colleges also which really made me kind of dig deep into me and for colleges are genuinely asking is what is the essence of you as a person what is what do you stand for when i am considering you as an applicant you use your own voice to tell me what you're all about and that gives you know yourself so much freedom but then also you need to sit down and think yourself yeah what is my essence because i never thought about that i was like so if you had to define in in general in like five words what would you say and i was like i don't know but everyone said oh, but you are indranil why do you not know but because i never thought about it because i never looked at myself you know that way i never uh, tried defining myself um but again it's not a limitation i'd say it's just an exploration uh you know diving deep into myself being a writer uh, it did kind of really i and i wanted to write the perfect essay i wanted to make sure that everything was you know like would i say everything was really authentic but at the same time it didn't uh, like i wanted to be vulnerable in my essays and tell them about the you know things that i'm really passionate about issues causes societal causes that i'm really passionate about i wanted to tell them uh, so much about myself and uh, like when you're that vulnerable with other people uh, especially in the college essays i feel it really makes you you know kind of reacquaints you with yourself and college uh, applications really made me do that they really made me i was like reaching out to my friends my cousins i was like so what do you think about me exactly like if you had to like uh, give an introduction for me what would you say if you had to write a peer recommendation letter what would you write and some of them wrote like beautiful recommendation letters for me i was like okay so okay so okay great somebody thinks i'm a beautiful person and um and then i also went into a lot of depths where i was like okay so you know this is not good about me that's what i'm i'm very bad at balancing uh, clearly as you can see how i did my application process i'm really bad at uh, or at least i was really bad before now i'm working on it at balancing different things so when you ask me like how to prioritize the only thing i can say is just do exactly what i did not and so summer vacations are a great place to uh, work on college uh, applications especially in class 11 and 12 uh, because that's when you're a little you know your uh, school work is a little less even though here you get like projects and done of summer homework and stuff like that but still it's a little more chill and you get a lot of time to think you get a lot of time to uh, kind of reflect on yourself you get a lot of time to talk to other people 
which is uh, as in akshi's uh, you know most uh, mostly she approaches problems with sitting down i approach my problems with talking to my friends and uh, to my best friends and my cousins and so i always talk to them and most of my essays i say are kind of a result of the huge discussions i had with them or my parents about me and what i stand for and uh, so so while you prioritize them uh, you need to so obviously something also that uh, a lot of my teachers at school would say is that always uh, make sure that your number one priority is the school board is isc because no matter what competitive exam you give no matter what college admission you're going through your boards is something that they will always see and that's a very important part the thing but now obviously i completed 12 i haven't given my boards yet yeah so i uh, because of the pandemic but uh, and so that is uh, what i uh, followed a lot of my a lot of the students uh, in my class what they did is they would like boards wheel manage like i mean they're studying for je i iit je and stuff so boards is obviously nothing for them now uh, so they're completely focusing on college admissions and just completely ignoring their school work and a lot of teachers kept on just you know uh, reminding us that that is the completely wrong approach a lot of people think that they can manage the boards because it's basically like a more easy version of those competitive exams especially for like science or medical uh, or engineering whatever uh, but what happens is they think that they're so prepared and like the day before the exam when they open their books they're like i have gone into such an advanced level of knowledge that i do not know the basics anymore and that happens actually like even i didn't think about that but i've seen people struggle with the boards last minute because um the syllabus of the competitive exams is like so fast and so in depth that the very specifics and nitty gritties that your school book goes into you'll probably not know that and so you have to have a very good balance people who are going to like akash and fitchi uh, which are like almost everyone from my school except me probably and uh, who've taken science a lot of them go to those and they have insane schedules they have like six hour classes i think two hour classes for each subject with like a break in between and they give like mock tests uh, which are like three hour tests every sunday Saturday, Sunday, something like that, from what I've heard. And after that, they have to come home and do their school homework. They have to uh, go to other tuitions, probably. I don't know, like English tuitions, probably. Uh, they have to do their school homework. They have to prepare for their weekly tests, their half yearlies, and stuff like that. And like, I didn't do, uh, I didn't go into any of these. I didn't even, I give, I give one uh, session of the JE just out of curiosity, honestly. Um, it was not a good experience, and uh, because I didn't prepare though, and so I I just can't imagine how they even stay together and score so well in class. What I uh, the way I prioritize or like um, would prioritize things was I just did whatever I wanted to when I wanted, and that really helps honestly sometimes I've seen, and I used to do that initially up till class ten. uh because i loved studying and so it wasn't a problem for me i didn't have to force myself i was like okay there's a test i want to get a full score in this and let's study yeah and i used to study all the time and so but after that in class 11 i just lost interest in studying 
there were like so many issues that happened like even like mental health issues i don't know like personal issues and even the uh, the way things just shifted in school like the academics and the way we were learning like it's such a huge thing but the teachers would complete it like so fast and by the time i would go home and complete stuff they would like be done with the next thing and i mean that honestly it's say my fault because teachers always recommend that you learn along with them in class and then whatever is taught that day you do it and if people do have that regularity uh, people do get through most of it but then those people who are like doing those 6 hour sessions when are they going to get the time after those after coming back from those places they probably so exhausted that they can't even move and mentally straining right uh, so um, I mean, I didn't go to any of that. I shouldn't be uh, saying those. But still, for me, I'd say that uh, I couldn't keep up in class eleven, uh, especially things like integration and stuff. Like they're just so you have to practice so much. Like even if it's just one small topic, you need to like master it. And so I fell behind, and the the and thankfully I coped up in twelve. I like did a lot of. uh you know scheduling that's when i learned the importance of a schedule uh because before that i used to do whatever i wanted to do things and then i realized it's just not working and my school counselor and a lot of uh, teachers in school helped me with it and they helped me make a schedule uh so when you ask me how do people balance college applications with uh, school work i think make a schedule um it really really helps it doesn't have to be stringent because initially when i thought uh i have to make a schedule i was like that's the last thing i'm going to do because that's so limiting i don't want to be a robot who's you know doing this from 2 to 3 then that from 4 to 5 and take a 15 minute a break for this i don't want to do that if i feel like watching a movie uh, after lunch i'll watch a movie uh, and if it's on my schedule that i have to go back and study this i i i if i i might not feel like doing that but then i realized that there like that's not how a schedule works like that's not how an optimal schedule works you can just have a very you know outline of what you're going to do and have so you need to find that schedule for you i think that's extremely important to balance work um so it could be something like you know give a lot of space to yourself while making a schedule make it weekly make it daily whatever you can wake up in the morning and say okay this is a rough schedule i want to stick to this these are my top 3 priorities for today that i have to get done this is this deadline use a calendar that really helps you know just to have it in front of you that okay this is uh, my deadlines are these indeed and uh, that really helps you manage for college applications most of the deadlines are like similar so for ucs i had them in november uh for the early applications you have it ar- around december i think and then the final ones are generally in january the regular decision ones uh so because most of them are together you don't want to leave anything last minute you need to space them out really well and over a long period of time uh and also you need to attend their like online sessions their info webinars those really really help in making decisions on which ones you want to apply to because you have application fees too and you don't want to apply to like 20 like 20 is like a okay number but like you don't want to apply to like 50 colleges right just because they're good so streamlining that and that takes a huge amount of research uh so you need to kind of 
put them into your schedule that okay so i'll work on this particular college's application on this week and then this college's application on the next week especially if you have you plan to do a lot of them i did around like 15 so that's why uh, i took a lot of time to do uh, the research to write the essays and even after writing the essays going back and kind of seeing more samples and still and then again there's this entire dichotomy between going through samples and then resisting the urge to completely copy them or kind of put it into that frame so do your research but still have a very um, original work that you put out so this is how i kind of manage them yeah completely with the balance thing but i would like to actually just bring up one point is that when you're finding a balance you know, and you're studying, like, especially in class 11, because of the jump and everything, you need to balance a lot of internal things as well, like, especially with confidence, you know, you don't go, you don't become overconfident, you don't become underconfident, you try and strike a balance, you realize these are the things I can do, these are the things I can't do, this much time needs to be dedicated to these things so I can get on track. The thing that Indranil was saying that you know in class 11 he faced a lot of issues i didn't face that because i entered class 11 knowing that you know what i haven't done like fantastic i mean i never really like did badly but it wasn't like you know it's clearly not my potential you know um i realized that you know all of this is something that i can do i passed my icsc that clearly states that i can go on to study further i can do my higher studies i can do my 11 12 so i just went and i thought that you know i can do this maybe i can't do it every day maybe i can't practice these things and i ended up being very good at things that you know a lot of people don't immediately get you know like i started this kind of thing where i would like really just try and understand what the teacher or whoever is teaching you like what they're trying to say what exactly again especially when it comes to math you know i've seen that you take it section wise and you don't realize that everything is correlated you know and when it comes in the end you're like i can't imagine differentiation and integration and everything coming into the same thing they don't even look like the same uh, subject anymore you know so that's why it's difficult but when it comes to striking a balance realize that it's not going to be easy realize that you're gonna have to do a lot of work but also remember that it's very much possible it's doable it's not something that's built to set you up for failure you know that was one and the second thing is i i just remembered this is not on topic but this is from an earlier topic when it comes to applications you really need to do your research and i mean like a lot of internal research like i remember when i was applying for germany I realized that I had to do 13 years of school. Now, Indian system doesn't have 13 years of school. Where am I going to get that extra year? So they had a provision called a Studien College, which is a prep school for a year. And I was thinking like, you know, maybe I'll have to apply for that. But I ended up not applying for it because I realized I'd be wasting a year. So what I did was I just sent the application. What is the worst that can happen? It just gets denied and I have to apply for a Studien College. But, I go, but the admission was considered because I had the subjects. So you really have to, like, as Indranil was saying, he did 15 applications. Each of those 15, you need to, like, do, like, 
hardcore research you need to know every nook and cranny you know it's exactly why going through a counselor is not the best idea because you're like relieving the work to someone else who might not be bothered about these smaller nuances you really need to dedicate some time but balance your mental health it is very very important and i'm not the only one who had breakdowns in my uh, school you know i i felt that me having a breakdown was not a sign of weakness but it was a sign that i was not like being fair on myself that i was stressing myself out to such an extent i'm doing everything i'm doing my extracurriculars my curriculars everything is being done but i'm not happy and my brain is going berserk over it you need to strike a balance take some days off just you know sit down do your own thing just you know put things in a perspective i feel like a lot of kids they just forget what is important i know i'm probably repeating myself but i cannot stress on how integral it is to keep your um goals in mind people just go astray i want to do everything but you realize you can't do everything you have to cherry pick what you can and can't do and excel at those things right i think this was a wonderful episode like at least i have a lot to take from it and um, some wonderful advice from both of you all and insights into you know the entire application process so thank you so much for um, you know coming on this podcast and you know speaking about um, this entire process and uh, we were really glad that y'all came on Thank you. Thanks for me. Can I just give some parting notes? Sure. <laughs> Would I just like to tell all the people who are applying to colleges right now or in the future is have fun. You're a teenager for God's sake. Have fun, you know. And uh, while applying to colleges, don't do, don't uh, you know, go out of your way and don't take too much of stress. As Inakshi said, is like always prioritize your mental health. and always make sure that you're happy with what you're doing and you're happy with what you're kind of applying for so um you know have fun and don't take stress and while applying just keep in mind that just do the best you can and that's all that do the best you can in the field that you're in yeah. exactly if i were to add like just one or two points Usually this podcast is probably geared towards people aging from 16 to let's say maximum 19. These are supposed to be really amazing years, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that you know you have to go on party, you have to like, you know, be with a lot of people. This is a very very uh, important part of your life where you're finding yourself. You really you're like, you know what? I really like pickles. that's something i really like you know i never liked them before but now in this age group i've tried to experiment i'm trying to broaden my horizon like new things dislike new things relike things that i stopped liking because it wasn't cool you know this these are the things that people are forgetting to do you know like these are the really amazing things about this age group which makes it so much fun like people say oh you're never going to get your teenage years back That's that's because you're never going to get this opportunity to like experiment the way you can. 
you can do anything you know um i remember when i was like 16 i started doing this thing where if i was studying it's really weird and i'm completely embarrassing myself but i would dance in the middle of the night like i'd go around the table and i would dance to like very very cheesy 80s disco music and you have no idea the adrenaline and the happiness that it would bring me and i'd be alone just dancing like a lunatic like i'm on the set of paranormal activity you know it was amazing and i and i did this because i i thought you know i'm a teenager i can freak out and do whatever the hell i want and i could you know do whatever um i i i started liking like you know really really indie bands and then i was thinking you know what i really like pop music as well so i got back and now all i listen to is britney spears so you know these are the things this is the age group where you know you have to like find yourself be yourself and expand you know do not reduce this really important part to like ugh, college admissions and finishing your boards and like you know it's selling and like you know being better than everyone else no one cares nobody cares they are so wrapped up in their own lives that you could just you could like you know tightrope between the 42 and the church of lh no one would care everybody's wrapped up in their own things everybody has their own thing going on so find the freedom in that and do your own thing you know just like new things you know i'm just going back and forth but what i essentially want to say is just enjoy this period you're gonna find a lot of enjoyable periods no doubt your life is not over after you turn 20. trust me i can tell you it's just gonna get more fun but have the fun that you're meant to have in this time and find your own kind of fun don't force yourself to like something do your own thing that, that was it. Basically, like it's a time where you're becoming independent, but you still don't have a lot of responsibility. So it's such a beautiful transitory time where you know you're a little carefree, but again you're kind of getting you're you're a bit more serious about stuff. And so basically, what I think the motive of what all we are trying to say is just be happy try to prioritize your happiness your mental health and make sure that that never you never leave that you never leave that aspect of making sure that you want to be happy exactly and thank you so much for having me uh, on the podcast and it was a pleasure talking with you actually it's a pleasure talking to you too i'm so glad to hear what you got what you got to say you know it's given me a lot of faith in our future generations Thank you. I, and I, I marvel at what you said too. I need to catch up with John College advice. Definitely. I, 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 I mean, I have a lot of advice to give, clearly. <laughs> okay. I think I'll end the meeting now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. One second. Get to leave. See no, more. Actually, um, so the thing is, this is recording, okay? And I've never recorded a meeting before, and I'm really afraid <laughs> to do oh. something and uh, lose the recording. So one sec. No. You Take your time. Yeah. I mean, you can always edit this part out. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah, we won't tell anyone that you're techno. Technically, not as savvy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least, no, it's fine.
It was really, really fun talking to you. It was like a very, very enriching experience. And I don't throw around that word very lightly. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Diva, for choosing me. I'd say. Because you're the one who chose me, right? For the book. Oh my goodness. What did I make? Yeah. Okay, great. I think I'm done. Okay. Thank you. Is it recording? It's there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Alright, then bye. Have a great day, guys. Have a great day. Bye bye.